This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Thanks to Dana-Farber's foundational work, protein degradation can target cancer-causing proteins and destroy them right inside the cell. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. Two days before the Iowa caucuses, the state is being hit by extreme weather. Steve Futterman reports from Des Moines. Normally here in Iowa, the final two days before the caucuses consists of barnstorming by candidates across the state. Not this year. A winter storm has brought snow, record low temperatures and wind and has forced the candidates to change their plans. Former President Trump has turned several planned appearances into virtual events. Nikki Haley has done the same. All the candidates are urging their supporters to show up on Monday. This was the pitch by Ron DeSantis. I know it's going to be cold. Uh, I know it's going to be um, um, not the most pleasant, but I don't think you'll ever be able to cast a vote that has more impact. It will be the coldest caucus day ever. With the wind chill factor added, temperatures could be 20 to 40 degrees below zero. For NPR News, I'm Steve Futterman in Des Moines. Wind chill warnings stretch from Washington State to Texas and Illinois. The brutal winter weather is being blamed for several deaths this week in the U.S., including in avalanches in California and Idaho. Russia launched another massive missile attack on several regions across Ukraine, including Kyiv, this morning. As NPR's Hannah Palmarenko reports from Kyiv, despite more than 40 missiles being launched, no civilians were killed. Ukraine's Air Force said Russia attacked with a variety of weapons, including missiles and drones. Air Defense Forces shot down eight of them, and more than 20 missed their targets due to electronic warfare countermeasures. However, in several regions, non-residential buildings were hit, and debris from downed missiles damaged dozens of homes. It's the latest in several large-scale air attacks Russia has launched on Ukraine in recent weeks. Hanna Polomarenko, NPR News, Kyiv. The governing DPP's Lai Ching Da is set to become the next president of Taiwan, with voters ignoring China's repeated warnings not to vote for him. Both opposition candidates have admitted defeat after Lai built up an unassailable lead in the unofficial vote count. The BBC's Shelma Khalil has more. The cheers of the DPP rally are deafening as supporters celebrate the news of William Lai's victory. They shouted hello president as he and the vice president-elect made their way to the podium for remarks. Mr. Lai thanked the people for writing a new chapter on Taiwanese democracy. This was not a landslide. The numbers were very close for hours, keeping voters here on edge and very nervous. Now, one of them told me they can breathe and sleep well tonight. The jubilation of the party's headquarters is happening amid a very tense geopolitical backdrop. At the heart of this election is the U.S. and China's battle for regional influence in the Indo-Pacific. The BBC's Shelma Khalil. This is NPR News. The U.S. military struck Yemen for a second night last night, bombing a radar facility used by Iranian-backed Houthi rebels. On Thursday, a U.S.-led attack hit nearly 30 locations in Yemen after weeks of Houthi attacks on commercial shipping in the Red Sea. The Houthis are promising a strong and effective response. They say the attacks in the Red Sea are to show support for Hamas and Hezbollah, two militias fighting Israel with the support of Iran. London's Metropolitan Police Force is putting some 1,700 officers on duty today during a march by pro-Palestinian campaign groups. 
Villa Marx reports some of them were drafted from outside the city. The march route begins at the heart of London's financial district, continues along the River Thames and ends in the square outside Britain's parliament. As the first major protest of the new year, police said their presence is to ensure a safe and peaceful event and they've continued to discuss details with organisers. The British capital has seen a substantial rise in anti-Semitic attacks in recent months, as well as several controversies over the policing of hate speech. After multiple arrests at previous protests, police said they'd use facial recognition software to potentially prosecute on terrorism-related charges and work to identify statements that, quote, cross the line into religiously or racially aggravated offences. For NPR News, I'm Villa Marks in London. President Biden said today he's still hopeful he can reach agreement with Congress on providing additional aid to Ukraine in fighting Russian forces. Republicans have been insisting that any package also include changes in U.S. policy on its southern border. Biden said he's open to making significant changes. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington.